Welcome to the uh, Frank DeMonte Leadership Podcast. Make sure you just subscribe and leave a review on iTunes if you possibly can. And if you can, share with your own social media and tell people about this podcast. That would really help us. The Leadership Podcast is aimed just at that, at leadership on every level, whether you're a beginning leader, functioning leader, want-to-be leader, already uh, pastoring or wanting to pastor or missions work or in the marketplace and you're wanting to lead better in your area of responsibility. I think anything in the area of leadership that you're facing, uh, the podcast will have some uh, help in input to you. At the beginning of each one of the podcasts, I will answer a couple of questions. Uh, the questions I had today, one was, what happens when you work with a person who has a hard time taking feedback, correction, criticism, or input? That's very normal. I would say that's not the abnormal for leaders as they uh, become leaders and as they function with teams. Uh, it is abnormal if the person continues to be that way for a long period of time, as in months and years. Sometimes a person will not take input and they will not take feedback because they've been, in a sense, beat up before. They've had a lot of criticism. Uh, they've had people that have put a lid on their life. Uh, they've worked with uh, maybe leaders over them that were a little too tough, too mean, uh, condescending and causing them to feel like they were worthless and never did anything right. So that person would have a hard time taking feedback. On the other side, the person may have a hard time taking feedback because they don't know how to respond. And so they don't know if they should uh, simply admit it, uh, which could be embarrassing, or it could be admitting that they're not the leader that you think they are. And so I think the framing in of the atmosphere for feedback is just as important as feedback to let people know that you want them to uh, hear what you're going to say if you are the leader and the rest of the team people because we all want to grow. And it's an atmosphere of openness and vulnerability and honesty. And we don't beat people up. We don't put people down. We don't take personal things and make those the issue that we will criticize you and put you in a box. And so I think you as a leader, as a team, build an atmosphere where people can respond to feedback. A good feedback atmosphere is for you to ask people to give you feedback if you are the leader and to let them see how you will respond to feedback and to let them see that it's okay to admit a weakness or a mistake or a vulnerability uh, or flaw or failure, something in the past. All of that makes for a great atmosphere for feedback. Let's move on into our strategic leadership session today. I'm talking about strategic leadership, and this is session number four. If you haven't listened to the other three podcasts, you might want to grab those sometimes and listen to them as I've dealt with what strategic leadership moments are. I've defined it as moments that define us as leaders, and these moments occur periodically, unpacking and changing our lives and the lives of those we influence. I'm talking about the kind of moments that you have 
in the spiritual arena because I'm speaking to you from the angle that I believe you're a leader that is going to respect the Bible and the Holy Spirit and prayer and Holy Spirit transformation and that you want to encounter God, encounter the Holy Spirit, and you want to be the kind of leader that the Holy Spirit can use. If you're going to be that kind of a leader, there will be moments, what I call strategic leadership moments, as referred to throughout the scripture. I'm using one pivotal scripture, Isaiah 27, verse 3, where it says, I, the Lord, keep it and water it every moment. He's talking about the plant, and I'm applying that to you as the leader, that the Lord watches over you every moment to water you and to keep you and to guard you and to change you and to encounter you. So the Holy Spirit seeks to encounter you as a leader. I believe that most of our leadership potential, our leadership capacity, is enlarged when we encounter God and God encounters us. Our abilities are part of the package, but it's not the whole package. Our skills are part of that package, but again, not the whole package. Our package has within it spirit, soul, and body, and our spirit has within it spiritual encounters. Our soul has soul encounters, mind, will, and emotions, where we renew our mind. We make sure our emotions are are healed and healthy. We make sure that our will is soft and pliable. And so spirit, soul, and body, as you progress in God, you're a person that wants to have opportune times where God will encounter you. And in those times, you'll be defined as the leader that God wants to make you. The kind of leaders that God encounters are the leaders that will respond to him. We talked a little bit about Elijah and a little bit about uh, Abraham. Uh, We talked a little bit about their specific encounters and what happened with those encounters. Let's go to another person in the Bible that had a spiritual encounter, and that was Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, where Joshua encounters God. Now, Most of the time when we as leaders are in a transition, as Joshua was, he had been under Moses for a long time. Uh, He had been trained. He had been faithful. And he had been the person that Moses had laid his hands on and had imparted his mantle and his wisdom as is told in the book of Deuteronomy. Now in Joshua chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them and to the children of Israel. This is a transitional word that's preparing him for the next phase, the next season. He's going to the next level of his leadership. And so because of that, he needs to understand that he's going to have a strategic encounter with God. And God is going to speak to him. And God speaks to this man, Joshua, on several different accounts, allowing Joshua to assimilate the words for his personal life, that God would appear to him, God would speak to him, God would be with him. And it says specifically, if you want to read it in Joshua chapter 1, the whole chapter, really Joshua 1, 2, and 3, you will find God reassuring this man, I'm going to stay with you. 
I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help the people follow you. I'm going to show my power through you. Uh, you're going to be my vehicle for the manifestation of my presence and glory to the people. And you can trust that. Moses is dead, but I'm not dead. And so God takes this man and they move on. Strategic moments can revive our calling. And Joshua had a calling, but he had been an assistant. Some of you are listening to me and you are assistants. You are servants. You are helping other people achieve their dream and their leadership and build their church. That's a wonderful thing. And God has anointed you to be that assistant and that servant in that specific uh, church or ministry, whatever that might be. There comes a time, and I wouldn't say this is for everybody, because some people will not transition from being an assistant to being a lead person, but some of you will. And in that transition from assistant, as it says, and Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, he was Moses' servant. He had proved himself faithful. He had proved himself through the fire, through the test, through everything. And Joshua was a wonderful servant to Moses. And so when it came time for God to choose another leader to lead the people, because Moses is now gone, Joshua is that person. If you're a great assistant, you have potential of being a great leader. If you are faithful, if you are loyal, if you go through the fire, if you stand with the principles, if you understand what it means to stand with a Moses, you'll understand what it means to stand with God in your own leadership capacity. And this is what is happening right here with this man. He's going to be now chosen to lead the people. God has encountered him, and God will continually encounter him and speak to him so that he can move the people forward. All of our leading is for the purpose of us helping the people move forward. God does not want us just to be a leader of ourselves, although that is a prerequisite, but we are to lead the people across the Jordan into the promised land, literally into their dreams, their visions, and what God has for their life. Another person that God encountered is Jacob in Genesis chapter 28 and verses 11 and 12. We have another person who's going to make a transition. He has never had a visitation from God. He has never had a dream that would speak to him about his future. This is the first for Jacob. And again, for some of you, it might be your first that you have never really experienced a divine encounter that opens uh, heaven, so to speak, to your life. And the Holy Spirit speaks to you so deeply that he begins to transform you into that person that he has called you to be. Well, in Genesis chapter 28 and verse 11, so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. Now, this person, Jacob, that's going to encounter God, he is running from a circumstance. He's running from a bad decision. He's running from a past. He had done wrong with Esau. He'd done wrong with the birthright. He he had stolen something that wasn't his. He He manipulated something that God would have given him anyway. But he took it before its time. He he tried to take something that was not his and it wasn't the right time for him to receive it. Because of that, he's on the run. And Jacob, under his mother's tutoring and counsel, is on 
uh, a journey by himself. And it says that he's at a certain place. I want you to listen to the words, a certain place. He's at a certain place. Are you at a certain place, specific place? Are you running from something? Is something bothering you from the past? Do you have some failures? Do you have some issues that you would like to get a long ways away from? And let let me just say, most of us do. Uh, We don't have clean paths and no failures and no flaws. We have our problems. Jacob had his. It seems that God encounters people when they least expect it and when they least deserve it. Jacob does does not at all deserve an encounter with God. He doesn't deserve a dream, a vision, a word, because he has failed. He has manipulated. He is, he's done something wrong to Esau, and he's hiding, he's running, he's going his own way. And that, many times, is the night season that we experience that God comes into and God visits us. Because the sun had set, and he was there all night in that certain place. Now, you're in the same certain place spiritually, Uh, in a season of your life. And he took one of the stones of that place and he put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. And I want you to notice, it's a certain place. It's a no big deal place to Jacob. He has no idea of what will take place at this certain place where he has stopped and laid his head. Out of nowhere, Then he dreamed. Then he dreamed. Certain place, certain circumstance. And now he is being encountered by God. He's not asking for it. He's not expecting it. There's no one there with him. There's no one to instruct him. But he begins to dream. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and his top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Then the word of the Lord now comes to Jacob. Remember, this is the first time. He's in a dark place, a hard place. And now a dream has come. Just like a dream is going to come to you in your certain place, in your hard place, where you don't expect it and you don't deserve it. Now the word of the Lord comes to him. Behold, I am with you. God is with you. God has promised to be with you. He's not done with you. He's on your side. He has a fresh start for you. He has a fresh dream for you. Exactly the words that you need to hear. Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. What powerful words are given to Jacob in this hard time where God says, I will not give up on you, Jacob. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you and working with you until I have achieved everything that I have spoken over your life. Now, this is a word that Jacob is hearing as a seed word. He doesn't understand, obviously, what this means for his life. But this will be the word that will guide him for the rest of his life and will bring back faith in the dark times and the hard times and when he thinks the word will not be fulfilled and and things will not happen the way that he thought they would happen. This is the word that comes to all of us. Until I have done 
what I have spoken to you. I will not quit. I will not leave you. And I will never, ever say to you, you're not the person that I'm going to work with. Now, this is the word for every one of us. It's the word for every person listening today. You're at a certain place. You have a certain dream. You're at a place of a God encounter, a strategic moment. It's going to change your life. It's going to be something that you will remember all the days of your life. And again, if you've never had this kind of an encounter, you certainly should be desired and asking God even right now, Lord, I want to experience a strategic moment, a divine encounter, where you can bring me a dream and a ladder that connects heaven and earth, and a word can come to me that nothing will be left that you will not fulfill. You'll keep working with me. And then Jacob awoke from his sleep, and he said, Surely, The Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. So significant that many times God is working in us, and we do not know it. We're at the right place at the right time, but we don't know it. We're in the valley in the darkness, and we can't see anything, and we don't know that God is at work. God does some of his best work in the darkness. He does some of his best work in our confusion. He does some of his best work when we are at our worst and we're at that certain place of discouragement and and failure and everything else. And, And in that, Jacob awakes and he understands the Lord's in this place. Even though nobody else is here, I'm on top of a mountain by myself. I'm on the run, but the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? Would you think about those words? Maybe say them to yourself right now. How awesome is this place? And I want you to remember that this place was that certain place. It was that place of darkness. It was that place of loneliness. It was that place where you're going through all the doubts and all the emotions of what has happened in your life. And it's right there, right there in that place that God begins to shape you to become the person you're going to be. It's not in our successes that we're shaped as much as in our failures. It's not in the easy times as much as the hard. It's not in the light as much as the dark. We don't like that. But the God encounter works this way. The Lord is in this place. How awesome is this certain place? How awesome is this lonely place? How awesome is this place? that God has given to me that I had no idea about. And then he makes a prophetic proclamation where he says, this is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. I'm praying that every one of you would discover your gate of heaven, which is simply when heaven opens to you and the ladder is set, which is your ladder of destiny, and God begins to give you that dream and that hope and reveal to you things that are way beyond you, And God begins to say to you, I'll not quit. I'll never quit. I'm going to achieve everything in your life that I said I would ever do. And there's more words even coming to you about what God's going to do. Strategic moments happen in the midst of circumstances when our words, our actions are not understood by other people, but they begin to define us. When the leader begins to understand that certain place has become a sovereign place, 
has become a strategic place, has become a God place, has become a destiny place. You're on the right track to encounter God and to see what the Lord is going to do in your life. You don't have to see everything to believe everything. God will keep unveiling it. God will keep revealing it. God will keep opening the heavens to you. And this will be a God encounter. I want to pray for you before we go today. And I'm going to pray that you will take your certain place, make it a sovereign place, make it a destiny place, and that God will visit you wherever you are. Right now, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, that you will visit these people. Lord, that you will visit this person that's listening. Lord, you will visit him or her. Lord, you will visit them with a spirit of faith and hope, and the heavens will open over their heart, and they will begin to feel that their certain place has become a sovereign place, and they can begin to expect that ladder to connect the dot between heaven and earth, and that you're going to do mighty, mighty things in their life. Lord, bless them today in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And if you can share on your social media or with your friends about this podcast, that would be really great. If you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes about the podcast, it simply helps it get out to more people. Until I talk to you in session number four, God bless you and have a great day.